0: This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad therein. Thank you for listening to this broadcast. I trust it is a blessing to you. I would like to hear your testimonies, your prayer requests, and your comments. You are welcome to send them to it's about him ministries at gmail.com and follow me on Twitter at it's about underscore Jesus. If God is leading you to support this ministry. You may send your donations to PayPal or Venmo to Ministries at gmail.com. In advance, I would like to thank you for your gift because every gift is appreciated regardless of the amount. The past month I've shared, we can have what we say. Either we are speaking words of life or words of death. We can have what we say, either good or bad. I mentioned that our words mixed with faith are powerful. Faith is manifested by saying words with expectation and believing what is being said is already done. There is a universal law of faith. This law of faith or principle of faith works for anyone who uses it, regardless of he or she is saved or unsaved. In the Bible, I show that words can cause healing in our bodies, can raise one from the dead, can cause victory in a battle, and can cause our enemies to flee. Today, I will discuss how money matters to God. Yes, you heard me correctly. Money matters to God. Money is one of those subjects that that people do not talk enough about intelligently. People talk about money often. However, many do not understand its purpose or what it's for. I plan to demonstrate several reasons why money is important to God by focusing on the following subjects. Number one, tithes and offering. Number two, wealth transfer. And number three, kingdom business. Now I have so much to talk about. I'm not sure if we're going to get beyond tithes and offering today, but we're going to start there. Oftentimes when it comes to money, we hear many techniques, schemes, concepts, and methods about how to earn it, save it, invest it, and spend it, but very little regarding its function or purposes. Some people have warped ideas of money. And I will mention some of these ideas such as money is wicked, sinful, evil, or bad. On the other hand, there are some who who covets money or idolizes it or worships it. In addition to these negative paradigms, there are those that do not know what to do with their money. They waste it, hoard it, steal it, gamble it. Moreover, some people, they bribe others with it or con others for it. So let me define what money is before I tell you what it's not. Money is a current medium of exchange in the form of coins and banknotes, something such as coins and bills, used as a way to pay for goods and services and to pay people for their work. It's a legal tender for repayment of debt, a standard of value, and a unit of accounting measure. Money is not wicked, sinful, evil, or bad. If you look at 1 Timothy 6, verse 10 in the Amplified, it says, For the love of money, that is, the greedy desire for it and the willingness to gain it unethically, is the root of all sorts of evil, And some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves through and through with many sorrows. So it's the love of money that is evil, not money within itself. If you don't understand the purpose of a thing, you will abuse it. The late Bahamian Christian evangelist, Miles Monroe says, when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. That is what happens when it comes to money. Many people do not know its purpose and misuses it in one form or another. Our money matters to God. Why do you think this is so? Well, according to Google, the Bible offers 500 verses on prayer, fewer than 500 verses on faith, and more than 2,000 verses on money. In fact, 15% of everything Jesus ever taught was on the topic of money and possessions, more than his teachings on heaven and hell combined. So money matters to God. Let's look at this um, from the perspective of tithes and offering. The first account of tithing is in the book of Genesis with Abraham. You can go to Genesis fourteen uh, verses nineteen to twenty. It says, "And Melchizedek blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand.'" And Abraham gave him tithes of all. Now. Abraham gave a tithe to priest Melchizedek off of his spoils from the the war. Now, this was before the law of tithes was mentioned in the book of Exodus. Now, in Hebrews, it also tells us that Levi had a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law. And if we look at Numbers 18, 21, it says, And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth in Israel for an inheritance for their service, which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. So it was given that the priests received the tithes from the people of Israel. Now, perhaps tithes was a known, unwritten custom given to the priests in Abram's time, in Abraham's time, or Could it be that Abraham just felt that it was an expression of worship to God because of how good God was to him? We do not know why Abraham tithed at all. But if you notice, it says that he tithe of all of his substance. So he did not just tie on part, but on all. And it doesn't appear that Abraham was obligated to tithe under the law of Moses, but rather he chose to tithe unto God. You know, it would have been easy for a wealthy man like Abraham to keep all of his substances, but Abraham chose to tithe. This illustrated that Abraham knew where his wealth came from and who deserved the honor for it. Let's look at Malachi chapter three, verses eight through 12. It says, will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. Both you say, I mean, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me. Even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there should not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all the nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, there are many accounts in the Bible regarding tithing. I only have time to discuss this passage of scripture above. Now, I'm going to paraphrase Malachi 3. It says, God is saying, you are robbing me by not bringing your tithes and offering to the church. When you do this, you are cursed. Bring all of your tithes, the tenth, and I will open up heaven and pour you out a great blessing that you will not be able to receive. And I will rebuke the devourer from you and bless you. So in today's terminology, he's saying, take care of God's house and I will take care of your house. Or you can look at it and say, the tithes belong to God and not to us. It's interesting how we think we are entitled to a hundred percent of our income and God should be happy with whatever we give him. Everything belongs to God. Everything Everything is unleashed to us for a period of time. Or you can say that we're just borrowing everything. So the 10th, the tithe belongs to God. This is not legalistic, but rather a matter of fact. God allows us the opportunity to live off 90% and to give him the 10% for the operations of the church or pastoral ship or the temple. Now, We have holes in our pockets when we live off the entire hundred percent. Our money seems to disappear because it is not ours. The tithes belong to God. You know, I willingly choose to tithe off of all of the increase, the first increase that comes into my household. I've been doing this since I was probably about 17 years old. Truly, I can say that God is faithful. He always provides for me and my family. It is amazing. I mean, it is amazing to see how God works when you show an act of obedience and, and trust him. Hallelujah. Money matters to God. Many of us work extremely long hours per week to earn this money. In some cases, we have allowed our occupations to define who we are as we labor for this money. We sweat and toil for this money while being away from our families for extended periods of time to obtain it. Often our lives are centered around our jobs because we are so dependent on this money, we hope and anticipate that this money will provide for our livelihood and give us a sense of happiness in the process. Many hours of our lives are consumed by earning or working for money, meaning money plays a major role in many of our lives. God is aware of this world system in which many of us live. As long as we are on this world system, we will always be chasing the dollar. But when we become on God's financial system, the dollar will be chasing us. How many of you want money to run you over? I do. But God does not want us to serve money, but rather to have money to serve us. God is a jealous God. He does not want money to be our God. God knows money plays a large role in our lives. He does not want money to become me before him or to become our God. God realizes that this money represents part of us. We toll, we work for it. And if we are willing to give it up for him by the way of a tithe, a tenth, then it does not have us. And Matthew 6, 21 in the amplifies it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires that on which your life centers will be also. He only asks us to give a 10th, a tithe. When we trust him by giving our tithes, he blesses us and takes care of us. He takes care of our needs. If we are able to trust God with our substance, then we are able to trust God with everything, including our lives. This is why money matters to God. Money matters because God is much more concerned with us than money. And we, when we trust God with our money, then we can, then he can entrust us with more of the valuable things in life, along with even more money. Let us pray. I will have to continue this next week. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to understand the purpose of money and why it is important to you. Help us to keep it in its proper perspective. You alone are our God and money is not our Lord. Help us to tithe on the 10th of all of our substance and to take care of your house and you in return will take care of our house. Help us to see that everything belongs to you. Help us to trust you with our lives and, our, and the money that really belongs to you. In your holy son, Jesus name, amen. Remember, It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. Remember, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about him, Jesus. We've been come to look at you, but it's about Jesus.